Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello, welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And today, our very special guest, all the way from France, have I pronounced that right? That's roughly right. <laughs> it's Patrick Garrett. Have I pronounced oh, that right? Yes, that is correct. Yes. Oh, we're yeah. winning, we're winning. So, uh, Pat, you're a journalist, you're an author, you're an expat, and a father of three. <laughs> Of all those things. Oh, which... That is astonishing. Of, of those things, um, what is what is the most challenging, let's say challenging? Father of three, probably. <laughs> I'd say that's the most challenging thing. But expat is all, also very challenging. Being an author is extremely challenging. I'm pretty challenged. <laughs> you're an, you're yeah, an all-round. Yeah, yeah, you're just right. constantly climbing it's up just a mountain. It's a fight, Helen. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> right. It never ends. <laughs> Good, well, this is going to be a very jolly podcast. That's right, sure. <laughs> There's no walking down easy street for Patrick. That's right. I, I don't know. want two kids, no. I want three. I don't want, to, I don't want to live in a country where I speak my own language. <laughs> well, at least you move to a country where, like, you know, people speak proper Queen's English, isn't That's it? That's right. I, I actually, I was speaking to my four-year-old today, and and he said, oh, my teacher speaks Polish. And I said, that's okay. very good. He speaks two languages. You only speak one. He said, no, I speak Australian as well. It's like, <laughs> all right. Have that. <laughs> um, so, Pat, to kick us off, tell us about your family. I'm married to Fiona. I've got a daughter, Meredith, who's nine. She's ten next month. And I've got a twin seven-year-old boys. And you and I have known each other a long, long time. I think more than ten years. And I remember, I vaguely remember you finding out you had twins yep. on the way. And it was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? What- it, it was uh, like the, the woman that was doing the... The 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 scan the scan the camera on the she nearly fell off a chair like she did she couldn't believe it she was really happy but she never like, no, well, like she, she just sort of oh, like holy she, fuck she fiddled fiddled around a bit and the and the sort of first baby moved out of the way and there was another face and she went <gasps> and Fiona was just like what is it two and she just went. Like yeah, she looked like really, really happy, and then like the sort of uh, I think the 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 stunned expressions across her face, and she went, okay, maybe I shouldn't be like it, like amazingly enthusiastic in case it's some kind of like horrible piece of news, but it actually wasn't. It was really, really happy, <laughs> but we were very shocked. Yeah, we yeah. were very, very shocked. So were you still living in England then? Yeah, we were living in the south of England in Worthing. And you thought, look, we've already got a child. We've got two children. 
on the way simultaneously we should move to a foreign country we should pick up all our belongings in our entire life and fuck off to France I, I don't think my wife will actually ever forgive me was for it your it, idea really. was it well, your plan I was pushing for it yeah, yeah. Like, you know I've been I've been working in the loft for a year and Fiona and I have been sleeping on a um, on a sofa bed in the living room because we were living in a two bed flat mm. and like you know when I say like I was working in the loft it wasn't like you know, a nice conversion or whatever. Like I just like put an office chair in the loft. Between some insulation. Surrounded by asbestos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I was pretty keen to, to go, but like it was incredibly stupid in, in retrospect. Although I, resp- I I regret nothing. Well let's let's talk a bit more about your move to France, or as I'm gonna call it, expat patcher. <laughs> expat patcher. Do you know I've got a, a theme tune for you? Have you? Okay. Have yeah. You? Ready? Expat Pat, expat Pat, expat Pat's got a really big tat. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> it was worth coming here just for that. Like that was incredible. That of all your theme tunes, that might be my favourite. That you is were strong. So welcome. That's is there another verse? No, no, no. Just I quite, no, I quite just, like that. Just, just, just that. It doesn't need sweet. any more. No, no I think we've nutshelled you. It's like a haiku. <laughs> I know. Theme tune. Poetic. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, expat pat chat. So I mean, as I remember, you went quite like extreme. Like most people, when they say we're moving to France, they're like, we're going to find like a cottage in Provence, and we're going to go and like we're going to make our own olive oil. But you know, mm. it'll be fine because there'll be a carrefour half a mile down the road and like you know it'll be lovely you didn't do that pat what no, did you do we moved to a place called balem which was uh, like in the in the least populous region of france in Perez. <laughs> and uh like there are boar there and deer and, and it, like it, it was it was really remote like proper sort of oldie worldy france you know it was very much like madame in the in the house and you know there were sort of war memorials everywhere because it was the centre of the French resistance in the war and it was very traditional and uh, they had these enormous forests it's very beautiful though. but the housing was cheap but it was cheap <laughs> basically so it was just like yeah yeah it was but a pretty easy exactly house. there was no one there like but, uh, yeah, I wonder like, why yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you you basically thought I know I'm gonna relive like a Stephen King novel yeah, yeah, in basically, France yeah, yeah like yeah it was a bit weird when we first moved there because it was I've never been I've never lived anywhere that isolated you know you could you know like go outside and there would be no lights on like if you turn the the house lights off there's probably you know like no one within maybe two kilometres or something like that not even a not even a fried chicken shop no not not even that not even (laughs) that I'm never leaving South East London that's what the rest of the world is like I can't do that oh my god it was amazing but uh, but, yeah we we decided in the end to move to uh, to an area near Strasbourg in the east so it's uh, just a bit livelier really a bit a bit, a bit more a bit more to do. Yeah. There wasn't much to do in Carez. So how old were the kid with the with the twins born when you moved? Yeah, they, you they, moved were, they were just one. But they, they hadn't walked, they learned to walk in France. So they've been there for What, like in a jaunty way? Yeah, this is <laughs> <laughs> wearing that onion neck. <laughs> Put your berets on before That's you it. start. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> My God, but I just I mean, my son Joe, he's like just coming up to one and a half and the I the I I struggled yeah, to get was, him like to a swimming yeah. lesson, let alone to bloody the the wilds of France. Like, how did you do it? It, it, it yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it, it was really awful. Like, you know, we 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 didn't have like 
health insurance or anything, you know, because like, we just didn't even look into it. So, like, before you leave, you, you're supposed to get your E111 or whatever. And right. we just didn't do it. We didn't think of any of that. We just turned up. And it's just like, we can't use a hospital, Fiona. She's just like, isn't, isn't that, like, important, Pat? I'm just relaying these conversations to you. These, these are as I remember them, as I sanitise them in my mind. You know what I mean? Because it was pretty hectic. I'm oh, not going to lie to you. Yeah. Oh. Et cetera, et cetera. Child benefit. Just like, what? What child benefit? Do you know what I mean? We had child benefit in the UK, obviously, yeah. but as soon as we went to France, it's just like you know, hello English people. You know what I mean? It's just Wait like, a minute, we, are we you want saying our child benefit? And they're just like, what? So you saying you it's not I mean? actually that easy for immigrants to just live <laughs> off the state? What a shocker! Ama- amazingly, it was really, really hard, and it took us a long time oh. to sort everything out. It's like, yeah, I mean, when you when you go from having one child to more than one child, yeah. which you do, the pressure that that comes with that on your relationship is quite big. Yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah. get a bit fighty. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, that it was, sort of thing. It's pretty hard work. Mm. Yeah, so, like, we, we like, massively exacerbated that by mm. moving to a, a, the middle of nowhere yeah. in a country in which we barely spoke the language. But how was the or, food? <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, that's right. a good. We had some Excellent. great sunny days, yeah. you know, where you almost yeah, stab each other it. to death in the face. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll just eat a baguette and yeah, yeah feel less it's angry. It's I really pissed off. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember talking to you. I think the twins were maybe about two, and I remember talking to you on nine one day. And go, how's it going, Pat France? Brilliant. Yeah. And you were like. Ellie, the children <laughs> are destroying the house. And I went, oh, yeah, kids, right? I don't think I even had kids at that point. I was like, oh, God, cool, kids, wacky. And you were like, no, I mean, literally, they are peeling chunks of plaster yeah, off the walls. They are actually breaking the house. And I was like, oh, oh is the food nice? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You'll always have the cheese. That's it, exactly. There's always that, be that cheese. Is, that is very true. We had days of sort of like minus 16, minus 17 degrees. Oh. Like, and, you know, with just, you know, driving wind and, you know. Peter Mayle never was, talks about that, does he? No. no. Like oh. the, the gas freezing in the pipes and, you know oh. what I mean? It's just crazy. Oh my god! So, yeah, Talk no. about the good times, Pat. That's it. Bring but, us back. But it was all awesome. It was all awesome, and now my kids can speak French, which wow. is cool. Yeah. And uh, where we we live in a ski resort now, so they're learning to ski. They learn they ski with the school and things Man. like that. It's awesome. I love how you move from like this really remote yeah. sort of nothing to like a hub of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go somewhere they've got melted cheese and schnapps immediately. Let's go. And wherever we walk, we go. We're in like hot pink polyester. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. I mean, who kind of broke first? Who, who was the first person to kind of go, do you know what? Actually, this is quite uh, shit. Was, Why don't we live was, somewhere less it was, frightening? It was Fiona. Yeah. 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 And she, she had to convince me because I was I went into this sort of like wild man phase where I like grew an enormous beard and had like really long hair and I just took to like roaming the forests sort of thing Patrick and, uh, so I was quite into that do you know what I mean it was Pat. pretty cool but, yeah but you can't do that here do you know what I mean Pat Pat, Pat. did you drink your own wee wee <laughs> did you drink your own piss Pat I never did that oh. <laughs> you went that wild but you went quite bare grills I, I, did, I did a little bit yeah. And uh, Fiona, after a little while, she was just like, you know, we can't stay here, like, indefinitely. We can do this for a little bit, but, you know, seriously, like, we have to go somewhere where you can, like, go to a library and borrow a book. People people bang on about nature, don't they? Yeah. And they go, oh, 
But, you know, kids need <laughs> trees yeah. and fresh air and <laughs> dirt. I mean, my kids go to a school where it's just concrete yeah, yeah. and they have to stagger the playtimes because the school was so full. Yeah, yeah, and here yeah. are you with your <laughs> nature and you're like, oh, it's too much. Yeah, <laughs> too it much. Does get, I mean, it's funny that you find out what, it is that you really want, do you know mm. what I mean? And I think after a while it was pretty obvious for both of us, you know, that it was probably a little too remote. Extreme. I mean, would you recommend France to people? Yeah, I would. You know, it's hard. It's it's really hard to, to do what we did. I mean, but, you know, you can do it. So, mm. so I mean, I, I like being a foreigner in, a, in another country. I think it's, like, quite an interesting thing to do. It's, it's cool, like, isn't really it? Like yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. You feel special. I do. As, yeah, as, yeah, I'm totally never going true. back to Australia. It's coming, back, it, coming back is... I don't, I don't actually like coming back to the UK too much. I've got to be, I've got to be honest. I find it, uh, I find it quite... Um, it's, it, really, it's really busy. It's really, really busy. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it like in the beach when he goes back to Bangkok and he's like, oh my God, I can't cope with it. Oh, batteries. Oh God. Oh, lights. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> sure you just like go into Greg and splash your face with sausage rolls. Uh, yeah, you know? pretty, pretty much. Oh, that's just, what I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do, I do do that. I and we get a prawn sandwich. This, this oh, it. yeah. This is it. When you go back to Australia, you just roll around in smashed avocado and feta. Don't you? Oh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> just, just splash my face with flat whites and yeah. really good wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a lovely shower of racism to uh, <laughs> that's right. remind you of home. That's right. Buy some overpriced lattes. It's, oh, I know. I'm back. So, I mean, for anyone who's thinking of, like, you know, maybe doing it, maybe moving to France or, or whatever, what... Like, what have you learned? Like, what advice would you give them? I think you need to, you need to be pretty hot on admin. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's really hard. And, like, all, all the things that um, you, you just take for granted here just for, for being, like, a British citizen. Greg's, for yeah. example. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Paddy Power. Um, everything just goes. And you, like, yeah, you have to sort of, like, reinstate your entire life, essentially. So, like, mm. I would say to anybody thinking of doing it, like, make sure that you can um, access essential services in, in the country that you are about to go That's spend the rest nice. of your life in. <laughs> you don't always think people didn't need to be told that wouldn't you but there we are here we are <laughs> sort your shit out yeah, that's what you're basically it. saying exactly exactly you're an expat Heather, I am obviously. an expat yeah. um, but you moved here before you had kids isn't it that's right so I moved here 10 years ago thinking oh we'll just come over here for a couple of years and yeah and then we had kids and I think that's one of the sort of solidifying mm. things and then they go to nursery and start making friends and you make friends uh, and so yeah were your kids born here they were yeah, born yeah, here yeah. as well so you know they're British and stuff but mm-hmm. it was a big thing and, and lots of Australians I knew as soon as they got pregnant they, they, they fucked off back. home they yeah, went oh yeah. I've been beating my mum and dad for yeah, yeah. actual support <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't do that. We we went. No, no, we want to. We want to stay here. And it is hard. And also yeah. because you always feel like you're straddling two countries. Like you still got really good friends mm. back home, mm. and you've got new friends here. And there's. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I'm really committed to being um, over here. But yeah, you still get those pangs. Yeah, yeah. And you can. You yeah. can't shape that. No, no. I mean, it's one of the reasons, to be honest, that we that we moved to France and not somewhere that was too far away because mm. uh, you know our you know our parents they're going to get older. You know, we I mean we look quite seriously at places like California, but it's like twelve hours on a plane. Oh, boo hoo! I mean? Twelve yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! She's she she's done plane flights where her daughter has watched so much has watched Frozen so many times that she comes off speaking like an American and singing. <laughs> oh mother! I can't believe you said that to me. Um, 
But it, it isn't. I don't think it's a. It's not an easy decision. And no. and I think it would have been really easy for us to go back to Australia. And when we go home, people are like, oh, how did you? Do, how do you do mm. it? And like the quest, stupid questions we're asking you. Um, but you you have to. You go. This is it. This is one life. And having yeah, kids, go. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Fuck. This is it. This is this is what we want to do for our kids, yeah. and we like we like yeah. where we live. So that's it. You do. I, I don't think we we had any idea really when we were doing it. Just you know how sort of serious and life changing it would be, really. But like I can't ever imagine leaving France now. It's home now. You know. Yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel French? You don't um, look French, no. French. <laughs> no, he's not very smooth. <laughs> I'm going to say Helen actually just strokes Pat's knee it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Getting a bit handy. I've had some champagne. Sorry. Come back, Pat. Sorry, I touched your knee. It's really inappropriate. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think you feel sexually harassed. Then it's like a no, no, no. It's not like a yew tree situation. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's like our Fitbits have gone off it's like incorrect incorrect <laughs> a step too far <laughs> oh I can't remember the question yes. <laughs> sorry big pun Patrick uh, <laughs> Patrice I don't know uh, do you feel French no I don't think so like I, I but I, I don't really feel feel particularly assigned to any to any nation mm. you know, I, I, I'm not patriotic in, in any way shape or ironically <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I patted his leg. <laughs> that is terrible. You're quite no, right. No. I should be thrown out of Britain just for that. <laughs> That's right. No, I feel. See, I feel the same way. I, I've never liked nationalism no, or patriotism. No, I, I find it illogical that, that yeah, you yeah. should um, feel proud of the accident of birth. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. means you just happen to be born. Helen, on the other hand, ah. Oh. Now, are you more British or Australian? What do you feel now? Um, there was something about when I arrived in Britain ten years ago. I went. I felt home. Because I, I, but I love Britain, and we were brought up to love Britain. That, that Britain was the, you know, because we love the royal family in Australia. Everything is built around the mm. whole British culture. Big fan of colonialism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love, love that. Oh yeah, love people who come in boats and just yeah, take your land. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, so that mass murder and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice children's story. Um, but yeah, I mean, my grandfather was from London. My great grandparents, all all that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I I sort of felt displaced when I was in Australia, right. and then coming here was was good. Like mm. I sort of felt at yeah. ease and and happy. Um, and yeah, and I just yeah don't like the hot weather. Yeah, um, uh, I lived in Australia for a year. I went there on a working visa when I was when I was younger, and yeah, the heat just did for me, you know. And there, it's just like, oh my god, just fucking snow or something. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. just stop. It's so hot. Mm. I you know. know in ten like... years' time, I should move to somewhere where it's minus seventeen, <laughs> and then I'll be happy. Yeah. That'll <laughs> teach you Australia. Yeah, I'll <laughs> freeze my nuts <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> Are you French? Like uh, no, I've got a British passport, but because we're in the EU, it doesn't matter. Currently, yes. yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. of recording, yeah, yeah. Jesus, we'll see. Because oh, I have fantasies of living in the south of France, as most, as most dickheads do, <laughs> uh, and I'm one of those. Um, but yeah, just it just feels yeah. like paradise. It's just, cool. It's pretty cool. Though. Yeah. Describe your South of France vision to me, Thorne. Uh, I want to. I want to go there with you now on a journey, on a visual journey. On a visual journey. So I, I want. I want a lovely house in the hills, the vista, okay. looking overlooking the sea. And I just want to be close to vineyards, so I can just mm. walk down and go bonjour Pierre <laughs> with my bonjour. Ch- 
and, and he will fill my jug with a lovely fresh rosé and then I'll walk back and then say hello to Marianne and grab, grab some baguettes. Oh, so why do you say bonjour to Pierre but you say hello to Marianne? Well, she's very, she's very, um, she's very accommodating. <laughs> <laughs> she's very accepting of my my funny ways and then yeah, yeah and then I'll go and get some fresh fish from the sea right. uh, from the little man with no teeth and then <laughs> with a funny hat and then I will go back and just relax in my hammock that's, that's, that's my dream eating ham eating ham yeah, yeah. That does sound nice. That it does. Sounds, that sounds pretty good. In, yeah, in yeah, dappled yeah. light, and I wear a nice floppy hat, Absolutely, and yeah. lots of espadrilles, and I just yes. want to be kind of semi-pissed and eating a lot of cheese into my <laughs> into my later life. I think that is the dream. It's a noble goal. That's yeah. my main experience of France whenever I've been. So yeah, yeah. I can, I you start at lunchtime with a couple of rosés. Yeah. go white in the afternoon and yeah. then some nice reds over dinner mm. yeah I mean I did I did have a friend there who, whose parents did they sort of moved to South France lived the dream but yeah. they found themselves in this village of other people from like Lowestoft yeah, um, yeah. who like happen. start drinking at 11 o'clock yeah, yeah. and stop drinking at 11 o'clock every day <laughs> <laughs> and it was really nice for about a year and then they were like ah, we're gonna die at 70 <laughs> well i think that's probably enough expat patch chat expat patch chat ex- one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Excellent. Can we have the theme tune one more time? Because I did enjoy it. Ready? (laughs) Yeah. Silence, please. Expat Pat, expat Pat, expat Pat's got a really big tat. (laughs) Which brings us neatly on to... Yes? Expat Pat Tat Chat. Excellent! (laughs) I've had three glasses of Prosecco. That's amazing. She has. She's going very fruity. (laughs) So, Pat, you have um, genuinely what I think is the best tattoo I've ever seen. Awesome. Will you show it to Helen Thorne now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally now. Okay. All right, all right. Very yeah, exciting. Um, and oh, Pat yeah. is removing his jumper. He's removing his arm. Whoa! Oh my God. <laughs> my Where is it on your body? <laughs> <laughs> You're not that tattoo, Pat. The other one. The one on your arm. The one on your arm. Wow! Look at that. Describe it for the listener, Patrick. Um, it, it's an octopus that's wrapped round my arm, and it's uh, red and blue and pretty 
Rocky. And so, so why? Okay. Why did you go? Actually, I'm going to colour in my whole arm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've, yeah. I've got a lovely body that God gave me for yes. all manner of things to do. But you thought, no, actually, I want a permanent. Yeah, I want to colour it. Colour of... it in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I'd always wanted one, and you know, I'd always been sort of like fascinated by them as a sort of younger person. When uh, my when my daughter was born, you know, I, I felt. You know very strongly that I'd like to commemorate it. So, um, uh, Mer- was it name- something to do with the birth that you well, wanted an octopus? <laughs> Meredith's name means uh, it means defender of the sea in oh. Welsh. See. I see, and that was why I did it. Oh, you could have got Shirley Bassey, but you thought no yeah. octopus. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What and how long did that take? Like for a full arm uh, tat? It's about thirty-six hours. It really, really hurts. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. You're lie. not gonna Any, sugarcoat and, that. And, anyone, no. anyone that says that tattooing doesn't hurt is a liar. Yeah, there you go. But I'm, can, I'm about, can I be rude? How much did it cost? Uh, I think it was about a hundred and twenty euros per hour. I think. Okay, so I can probably, do maths. I can do maths. A lot. I actually. Got, <laughs> Like, you could buy a car. Could you could, yeah. It was expensive. Yeah, it yeah. was expensive. But if it's something you're going to have for yeah. the rest of your life, like you want to... Like a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want it to be right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big commitment. Like, it is, like yeah, getting it married, is, you know. It is, it is, it is. I'm about to have another one. Where? Um, well, I'm as yet undecided exactly. It's either going to be a full right sleeve or my entire torso. From neck, from neck to to pube sort of thing. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Have you heard of a show called The Tattoo Fixers? Oh uh, yeah, that oh, is yeah. one of my favourite television okay. shows in the entire world. Mm. And people go in going, oh, "I was in a bee farm <laughs> and I got a picture of Keith Lemon on my bum," <laughs> and then they turn it into a skull. It's oh, really, it's really awesome. Cool. Steve Hill told me about a documentary where people got really pissed in Ibiza and get t- tattoos and like yeah. it's the morning after and like there was this one bloke and on his foot just above his toe he had camel. Ah, oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> That's just a mistake. One of my favourite ones was a man um, had got a tattoo of a naked woman on his chest okay. but her nipple was his nipple ah. and he said really put off the women. I was like, yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> There's an idea for you, Pat. Have you, have you got a mood board for the for the torso? Have you got a, you got a big arrow, hairway to heaven type thing, or yeah. any other ideas? Pleasure garden. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure yet. Type maybe, of thing, maybe you can have like a, a lion representing the UK and a, yeah, and a, a, a cock. A flag. Yeah. This is a, a huge Just, cock and the British flag. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking cock cool. and lion yeah, yeah. together as one pat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That Maybe you could get a scummy mummy's tattoo. That would be a oh. really great idea. We won't charge you very much for the licensing. <laughs> no. uh, I remember talking to you about your tat when you were getting it and sort of yeah. saying... Because by then you were like, you were living quite a straight life. You know, you had these... I, I think was, was yeah. Meredith a baby then? She was, yeah. But yeah. I'd, I'd stopped drinking as well. So it was kind of a... It was kind of a... a something that I wanted to do to sort of... Um, I don't know. It was like... It felt like a, a big turning point in my life, you know. Like I'd... Um, I got married and, and uh, had a daughter and stopped drinking and you know it was yeah. all um, 
felt it felt pretty new because um famously pat was like he was the sort of keith richards of video <laughs> games journalism he, you were very wild and i mean the yeah. stories yeah I, I had to stop drinking yeah yeah i was a, i was a bit of a mess what was yeah. the moment where you thought no the no. bit the bit where fiona sort of said to me stop drinking or i'll leave you oh yeah that's yeah, a turning that, point that, that yeah was a, that, that, was a, that was a decision i had to make yeah. <laughs> how did you get through it I just kept on reminding myself of why I was doing it, right. basically. But, like, to be honest, I'd wanted to stop for ages, and, and it was really, you know... Uh, I mean, I haven't I haven't had a drink since. It's been 12 years. How are you going to deal... Because your kids obviously still quite young. How are you going to deal with, like, telling them about drugs and alcohol and stuff? Are you going to be straight with them about your own um, past? Yeah, eventually. But, mm. like, not yet, obviously. I'm sure, you know, when they're adults, mm. you know, I'm sure they'll... Um, I'm sure they'll figure it out. When they listen to this podcast. Yeah, this is it. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, we're we're, we're very honest with them as parents, you know. We're, 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 uh, you know, we answer all of their questions, you know. We're, you know, we we don't really have too many taboo subjects with them. But I haven't told them that I was an alcoholic (laughs) drug addict, no. (laughs) Not yet. No. (laughs) But that day will come. Two things. Number one, Santa Claus isn't real. Number two, (laughs) brace yourselves. (laughs) Brave safe, brave safe, kids. Brave safe. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? It is, it is. And I think, you know... Like I, st- I still have a cheeky cigarette and things like that. And my my husband goes, "Oh, how are you going to tell the kids?" I was like, "With honesty." Yeah, there you go. Like yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't. I have never smoked in front of the kids, and this is my dirty. Not it's not dirty. I'm a grown up. It's okay. Mm. I occasionally have a cigarette. Um, just as a. As I mean, a, it stinks. And it'll kill you, but it's not dirty. You know? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> carry on. Just carry on. Just leave me here on my own. <laughs> Scummy mummy. I know. Um, yeah, look, I should, I should probably quit, but um, but I only have it really occasionally because my mum listens to this podcast. But you know, they will, will, they will have to, you know, hear the truth, and that yeah. is fine. Yeah. And 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 also, like, I will know if they're lying to me as well. I feel like I'm oh, a, yeah. I'm a really experienced parent. Like, mm. if I've done naughty things in the past, I can, I, I'll oh, be able it. to suss them out. <laughs> And you, you, you'll be very equipped for teenagers. Maybe they'll be really straight, though. Maybe I they'll... hope so. I really hope so. I really. Hope You've so. done all the bad for Hopefully them. Hopefully, they'll rebel. Yeah. And, and live, you know, completely clean lives. Mm. You know, we will see. I, I suspect not. Like, I don't <laughs> want to tempt fate, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. But we'll are see. they? Are they? I mean, where you are, and you're, you know, clean living, really. You're, yeah, you know, yeah, you're it is. It melted is. cheese it's, and skin. It's very, it's very sporty. And we and you're going to stay there until they finish yeah, high school we're, we're and everything. Yeah, we're going to stay there until they um, uh, until they go off to university. And it, then where? Where next? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We talked about um, the Alps. We talked about just moving to a hole in the ice in the Arctic, <laughs> <laughs> and then deciding that actually to, we should go space. to Stockholm. Moving <laughs> 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 to space. Yeah. We're going to colonise colonise Mars. That's right. Finally, finally. <laughs> once Meredith's at Oxford, we'll be in the shuttle with Branson. You only live once. Yeah, yeah. that's right. A um, little bit hot in the summer, but you know, a bit dry, but you know, it's, it's great. No good for hay fever. She wants to be to Germany. She Germany. talks about Germany a lot. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see. Helen has nothing positive to say about Germany. Neither <laughs> <laughs> No, no. The bread's nice. It's They've got, got architecture, haven't yeah. they? They have yeah. got architecture. <laughs> I, 
I once had a nice cake there. Can I a, they've got a female yeah. prime minister, which is great. That's true. Yeah, that she's great. She likes yeah. her. She likes um, jackets. <laughs> there we are. Germany done. Okay, well we've talked about tats. We've done a chat with expat Pat. Now it's time for. Book chat. That was so smooth. That, that was, was amazing. So, Pat, you're writing a book. Yeah. What's it called? What's it about? Uh, it's called Deg, and it's out in the autumn. I don't really know what it's about. It's about lots of different things, but, oh. but mainly it's about the way that sort of screen-based technology robs us of our humanity. Oh, is it a romantic comedy? No. Is it, it based is, on yes. a guy who loses his mind and goes into <laughs> the forest? There, there are bits of that in there. <laughs> Get the tattoo. <laughs> uh, Obviously, I am really excited that it's happening, and I've got um, Steve Pickford, who's a, a well-known games artist, who's doing the art for it, which is amazing, and um, I just couldn't be happier. Really, I'm really, really pumped. How did you do it? How did you get a book deal? Did loads of writing. Yeah. <laughs> I sent my book off a lot, and uh, and in the end, someone said yes, which was pretty amazing, really, because I was starting to seriously believe that you know I would have to write many books for anything to happen. Famously, Watch It Down, I think, got thirty-eight rejections. Uh, how many did it get? I don't know. Probably about maybe fifteen or something. Right. Did yeah. you keep all the letters? Are you one of those guys? It's all email. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. There's no there's no romance in it anymore. Like oh. it's just like you just throw your shit at agents and they just go no 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 it's like it's like yeah. it's like dating isn't it you've got to have yeah. a few bad dates and then you're like no this is who i'm gonna yeah. this is gonna... it's basically it sort of gets to the point you know you get rejected the first few times and you're just like you know it, it does hurt. You know nothing. This is it. it really does hurt you get into a little strop yeah and, you know you know bang cups and things like that <laughs> and um but like after the sort of you know like 30th 40th rejection it's just you don't even need to open the email anymore. no I just file it away bye yeah you know you're definitely not French if your idea of a massive strop is banging some cups you, you are still British a, a, a little bang 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 I am done well how do you fit in because you have got like a, a, a job that's what I struggle with you know having to work all day and then have the energy and the motivation to sit down mm. and do something else that does feel like work or maybe writing doesn't feel like work yeah. to you, I don't know oh, no, his does, children yeah. sleep Illy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're old ones yeah, yeah. the old yeah, ones that can wipe it. their own ass. It's, yeah. it's true like the the, the, the outputs the, the increase in output did actually come like with my children getting a little bit older because then all of a sudden I didn't have to look after them for like 20 hours a day or whatever yeah. so. that's what we're doing wrong yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we that's peaked it. we peaked at the this wrong time <laughs> but then yeah. how do you manage that with Fiona like because then well she works all the time anyway right so yeah, we just sit in our sit in our sort of office that's our computers typing until bedtime it's a it's a it's a thrilling relationship <laughs> <laughs> aren't all relationships <laughs> with kids that's that it. cool <laughs> has Fiona read it no she hasn't seriously <gasps> really? like, it's like a bone of contention she just always says she's too busy, Ellie. You know. Oh, I see. So you've offered for her to read <laughs> no, it. She, she's gonna. She's gonna wait for the for the final thing. Oh. She, she's gonna. She's gonna read it in published form. She and then discover that the heroine Biona is like. <laughs> <laughs> but you've you've done it. You've done the dream. The dream, like before, people would say, you know, everyone has a book in them. I think I've just got a limerick. But, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> But it is everyone's secret dream, or a lot of people's secret dream, to actually just write a novel out of yeah. nothing and then get it published, yeah, and that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. what tips have you got for anyone who who, want, who has a book in them? Oh my god! I, I just think you just have to write your book. 
and then write another one, then write another one, another one, until, you know, in the end something happens or not, or you die, basically. I've been writing sort of creatively as an adult, I suppose, since I was like 17. You know, I decided at 17 that what I wanted to do was write novels, you know. So it's been like I'm 43 now, so mm. it has taken like literally like 26 years of non-stop writing, basically, to, to get a book published. So like if if I was to give any advice to to a would-be novelist, it's basically like you just can't ever stop. Mm. You just can't stop because as soon as you stop, it's done, isn't it? You know, you're not, you're never going to make it, and, that, and that's it, really. That's the the only advice you need. So the the go. drive within you to do this, yeah, yeah. was you wanted to be published, yeah, or you yeah, just yeah, wanted yeah. to write? Yeah, no, I just well, just wanted to do both, really. But You'd like really, other people yeah. to read it too, this not just it. you. This is it. Exactly. Typing away in the It'd little house in France yeah. in the hills, yeah, yeah. eating your little dicky <laughs> cheese. <laughs> Buying the fish off the man with the funny hat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With With the teeth. Yeah, with the cigarette that he never, he never butts. It's just all ash at the right side of his mouth. It's important to have goals. That's right, and he's only got one lace on one shoe. You can, yeah, you can pay uh, the yeah. details. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, there we are. Book chat. Book chat. Book chat. Excellent. I am very excited yeah. because <laughs> normally Helen does the games. I I have come up with a game and it's called To Brie or Not To Brie. So the idea behind this game is that, Pat, because you've been living in France for a long time, right. obviously you must now be an expert on cheese. Okay. Yep. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go with me. Just go with oh, me. Right. And Helen, obviously... You eat a lot of cheese. I do, yeah. yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to blindfold you and I'm going to ask you to guess which cheese you are eating. And I've got some comedic clues to help you on, which are cheese jokes that I nicked off BuzzFeed. <laughs> what the fuck did go wrong? Okay, here is your first cheese. Okay. Sticky. I'm going to eat it as well so you're not alone. All right. Name that cheese. Canada. That's brie. Correct! Oh, Pat yeah. Garrett! Straight oh. in there! Yum. See, it's because he's nearly French. Now, the clue for a bonus point, mm. the clue for that one would have been, what music does Cheese listen to? What? Oh, Briance. R and Brie! Oh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to wear my pants. Good. <laughs> Here is the next Cheese, All right. Helen. Now, while you're eating this Cheese, I want mm. you to think, what hotel does Cheese stay at? Ah! Oh. The Stilton. Yes! Yay! Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> it's real nice. The blindfolded gang. Oh my god. It's like he's a hostage. A fucking blindfolded eating Stilton, Alan. <laughs> Oh my god, that's really yeah. nice. Stilton, where is it from? Sainsbury's. Oh, I love Sainsbury's. That's now, the clue for this cheese is yeah. what cheese do you need to be very cautious with? Wow. <laughs> you don't have to eat all of it. Is it feta? No. What if that got to have been cautious? No, but is the cheese feta? <laughs> but it has to tie into both oh, things. All right. Is this Wensleydale? No. What's that got to do with being cautious? It's like sort of It's crumbly. salty. Mm. I've no idea. I, I've got to be honest. Carefully. Oh, oh. oh Jesus <laughs> Christ, Ellie. <laughs> Your final cheese. Oh, my God. This mm. one is very gooey mm. indeed. This is oh, a soft oh. cheese. Oh, it is soft. Now, for your final clue, mm. what cheese can be used to hide a horse? May pony mascarpone. Oh, cheese quiz! Cheese quiz! 
that is the <laughs> end of the cheese quiz. Wow. Oh, that was amazing. Like, oh my like god. Whoa, my whoa. How'd you feel, Pat? That was fucking intense. <laughs> Yeah, Pretty you cool. can take that back to France. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can have that. Wow! <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, we've almost come to the end of the podcast. We have. But before oh, we go, oh, mm. of course, we're going to have Scummy Mummy Confessions. Helen, what have you got for us? <laughs> My Scummy <laughs> Mummy Confession was from tonight, and I had finally given Ellie back a bag of stuff that you'd left at my house. And I'd conf- completely forgotten what it was. And when we untied it I realised it was two dirty bibs and an old Tommy Tippy that had all gone mouldy and it was gross and and Ellie had to put it straight into the bin off it went Um, my scummy moment confession is that just this morning uh, Joe who is uh, sort of nearly one and a half now was on the bed and he was sort of you know when you just sense impending doom Mm. and I could see him going for this pint of water on the bedside table and I thought right I'll pick up the pint of water and then kind of as I did that I saw him sort of just just launch himself forward and I thought oh, oh no he's going to launch himself off the bed so I went to grab him and stop him falling off the bed and in the process managed to tip the whole pint of water over him <laughs> but you know I dried him off and gave him a biscuit and everything's fine so uh, uh, Pat do you have a, a scabby daddy confession? I was taking Mary's skiing this winter and uh, the ski resort that we live in, Gerard May, it does get very busy when there's lots of snow. Um, we had to park like miles away from the actual piece. And I, you know, I'd been driving around for ages, like trying to find somewhere to park. And they had the cars queued up on the road going down. There, there was a space on the right, but I was like crawling along, like being like quite sort of slow. And because I didn't um, indicate to move into the into the space, the guy behind me like honked his horn and. I just lost it completely. I was just like, fuck you, man. You know what I mean? Don't don't honk your fucking horn at me. You know what I mean? Like so I pulled it I pulled into the into the um into the space. Did you I, say you know what I mean in a London I, accent? I, I'm I sure did, that really I helped diffuse the situation. I, I was I was saying this in the car. Like and like Meredith was like sat in the back just look, just like looking puzzled. <laughs> Daddy. And like, I I got out of the car and, and like he, he sort of drove past really slowly. And like with Meredith just sat behind me, I just I gave him the finger like right, <laughs> right to his face. <laughs> I was just like completely. I just I like you know. I, you, I you just didn't. A, I didn't care. You, you went know, all it, it, yeah, this <laughs> is, it was just like, fucking space, guys. Yeah, fucking space. <laughs> and he like drove around the corner, and I just stood there with my fingers <laughs> up at him in the middle of the street, just going, "Fuck you, fuck you," <laughs> like this. And, like, and Meredith was just sat in the car. Like, and I could see his wife or, you know, the, the lady sitting next to him in the car sort of saying the the French equivalent of just like, oh, just fucking leave it, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just you might have a knife, you might have a knife. God, did you, did you talk about it with Meredith afterwards? I did, yes. We, we, have, we have talks about it. What did like, you say? I, again, I was just honest with her. I just, you know, I apologise. I said, look, I'm really sorry, you know. I was Daddy's just, a you know, psychopath. <laughs> this is uh, it. Yeah. And I wanted that man dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ter- terribly sorry to have put you through that. Anyway, darling, let's go skiing. <laughs> anyway, we live in Europe. Let's hope... Um, well, let's put it this way, darling. Have you seen the film Taken? You've nothing to be afraid of. You've nothing to be afraid of. I'm your father. I'll take care of it. <laughs> well, that is the end of the podcast, isn't it? That's right. We've had expat pat chat. We've had expat pat tat chat. And we've had book chat and... And a cheese game. So, um, <laughs> what is not to like? That is a fucking excellent podcast. That's value. That's value. Jesus Christ. 
please follow us on uh, the Twitter at Scummy Mummies, Instagram, and that old Facebook lark. That's right. And please keep an eye on scummymummies.com for details of our live show. Thank you so much, Pat, for coming all the way from You're France welcome. to be on the Scummy Mummies podcast. Thank you. It was an honour. Mm. It was. It was awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Until next time. Bye-bye. The clue for this cheese Ooh, sticky. is <laughs> what what cheese can be used to encourage a bear? It's camembert. <laughs> oh, it's nice camembert mm, too. Really Come on, bear! Come on, bear! <laughs> Come on, bear! <laughs> oh, that's <right>. lovely. <laughs> Are you all right, Pat? Sorry. I'm fine. <laughs> we, we, you can ring your wife. They blindfolded me. They sexually assaulted me. <laughs> <laughs> on my face. And then I had to eat cheese. Not any read out the worst oh, jokes in the world. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.